This is episode three on the Millennial Life School podcast with Akeem Haynes on the power of knowing who you are. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Millennial Life School podcast, where it's all about inspiring and encouraging 20 to 30 something year olds as we figure life out together. Y'all, you don't understand how much this interview meant for me. So Akeem Haynes. So I first heard about Akeem through this app called Pep Talk where they have all these inspirational audios that just get your mindset ready for the day. I started listening to inspir- inspirational audios on this app about like a year and a half ago when I was working in Los Angeles and I just felt really lost in life direction. And it was at that time when I first came across Akeem's audios on Pep Talk and he really inspired me and gave me so much strength that I used to listen to his audios on repeat. Like it was just so good. (laughs) Then somehow about a year later, we connected on Instagram and I was so shocked when I first found him on Instagram. I remember just thinking like, oh my gosh, is this the Akeem Haynes from Pep Talk? Because I used to like, I used to always like look look up his audios and save it on, on my playlist. And, you know, I would share with other people saying like, oh, you have to listen to this and, and things like that. So yeah, it was just so crazy. And so we connected and yeah, he was just so nice to be on my podcast for Millennial Life School. But yeah, like this guy is amazing. Um, just a background on this guy. So he was born in Jamaica, but with some tragic events happening early in his life, he and his mom moved to Canada. And in this podcast episode, he talks about how he was homeless at one point and how he, all he wanted to do, you know, when he was younger was to play football. But during one of the physicals, he said that the doctor actually told him that he can't play football because the doctor found an irregular heartbeat. But despite this setback, he went back to the field because he said he knew in that moment that he is actually meant to do even greater things. And he felt like if he folds there, he would fold when he's faced with greater challenges in the future. And like he believed... God had greater things and plans for him and he did indeed have greater greater things for him in his life and you know from being told by the doctor that he can't play he can't play football because he has an irregular heartbeat to going on and becoming a two-time Olympian 2012 and 2016 winning the Olympic bronze medal for Canada at the Rio Olympic Games and now he's a published author an inspirational speaker and his story is just so incredible it's about perseverance faith and hope with a mindset of resilience it felt kind of surreal for me to be able to talk to him for the very first time after only listening to him on his podcast or pep talk but he was just so real and kind and man like this episode is so fire like he just dropped so much wisdom and knowledge and yeah like it was really amazing to be able to talk with him and to get a look inside his mindset and what makes him the person that he is today. So I'm super excited to get into this episode with Akeem Haynes. What? 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 Hey, you want to record? Yes. All right, take the mic. Hey guys, this is Millennial Life School Podcast by Sharon Han. 
Well, first of all, thank you so much for being here. Um, you're one of the first guests on Millennial Life School podcast. It'll be oh, wow. March. Yeah, and honestly, I just want to say thank you so much for what you do. I don't know if you know this, but I've actually started following you since Pep Talk like a year ago. I was first. You told me that, but yeah. I, didn't, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. <laughs> no, really. Before we connected on Instagram, I found you on Pep Talk. And I was listening to your Pep Talks, like, I don't know when you published it. But mm-hmm. I remember your, your Pep Talks were one of the first ones that I added onto my playlist. And oh, I was, that means a lot to me. I really appreciate that. Wow, so, that's, I just made my day. No, but um, so Kim, so I did a little bit of a research on you before. Um, oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a two-time Olympian, you're a bronze medalist, uh, you're a published author, and you're a motivational speaker. And just from hearing the things that you put out, I've got, I feel like I've gotten to know a little bit about you, about your heart. And honestly, you're such a light in the area. And I don't know you real, if you realize this, but you, what you put out there gives so much strength and encouragement. And it really shifts mindset. So like some of the people that I work with, I send mm-hmm. them your audio. I'm like, hey, download my wow. TED Talk. You got to listen wow. to Akeem Haynes. You know, I think, I think a lot of that comes from um, my childhood and a lot of the things that I had to deal with, you know. There's 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 two types of pain that I believe in. There's pain that makes you bitter, mm-hmm. or that pain, or there's pain that makes you want to do something impactful. Um, and I chose to be impactful rather than to become bitter, uh, because at the end of the day, I think you 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 have a goal and this idea of this destination of where you should mm-hmm. be and where you should get to. I think ultimately, um, whether you get there bitterly or angrily you'll get there, but it's a lot easier and enjoyable mm-hmm. and filled with joy if you can find it and do it positively. Yeah. So I want to ask you, like, where did you get this mindset? Like, where, um, where, where are you getting all these motivations from? Uh, just from my life experiences. And I've been able to draw, I guess you could say, wisdom from those moments. You know, I, I, I spent the first 20 years of my life that I would say listening. You know, I think sometimes mm-hmm. we want we're, we're afraid to admit that um, we don't know anything. There's nothing wrong with that <laughs> because ultimately we're always learning. So for me, for the first 20 years, I just absorbed and every experiences that I'd been through, I try to tell myself, you know, Kim, you got to find a way to extract the good. And mm-hmm. a lot of the times when we're stuck in a dark place and we're going through a situation, we can't see any good. Why? Because we're stuck on the circumstance. So for me, you know, I was homeless at, at 13. And one of the things that I was extremely grateful for and thankful for was the fact that I didn't have to go through it alone. My mom was with me. Um, so for me, I guess that's kind of where it started. Um, how much of an impact did your mom have on your life? And what are some of the things that she taught you? <clears throat> My mom taught me a lot of invaluable lessons without actually telling me. Uh, she worked two, two or three, four jobs sometimes. So I never really got to see her too much growing up. So it was a lot of time for myself by myself mm-hmm. and just making sure that um, I stay out of trouble and I keep focused. But I always saw the hard work and the effort that my mom put in order to keep a roof over our head. And for me, 
why would I waste that by doing something foolish, by going out? You know, I came from a tough environment, you know, drug violence. I could have done those things, but I couldn't live with myself if I didn't value my mom's sacrifice and found a way to do something that was true to me. And Mm -hmm. ultimately what was something positive that could help my situation and not make it worse. Uh huh. So ultimately, looking and seeing your mom and the way that she sacrificed for you, would you say that's kind of why you're able to stay on path and choose choose paths that's a little bit different than, let's say, your peers? Yeah, Maya Angelou has a quote that says, "I come mm-hmm. as one, but I stand with ten thousand. There's been a lot of people who have invested in Akeem. A lot mm-hmm. of people who have invested in me, and for me, if I see someone putting effort into me by saying, you know, Akeem, you could do something here in the sport or you're mm-hmm. much smarter than you think. And then they follow through with their actions. That's a whole different ballpark. So for me, I take that seriously. I take every uh-huh. hello seriously. I take every single time a person goes out of their way to, to, to say something, whether it's something small or something big, I don't forget that because that's mm-hmm. what I draw from when life gets heavy. You know, yeah. so for me, everything that I go through, I'm always reminded that, that I'm not alone. I have these people who have invested in me, but I also know that God himself didn't put us on this earth if mm-hmm. there wasn't purpose to our lives. Yeah. Was there ever a moment in time where you felt like you didn't know what your purpose was, where growing up, you didn't know exactly what you wanted to do? And up to now, like, what have you learned from, from that time? So I, I, I've been very fortunate. I, uh, I felt mm-hmm. like I found my calling when I was 13. Wow. Now it didn't, uh-huh. it, it, it didn't really make sense. Um, I remember I was sitting on the steps one time from football and during this season, I was supposed to play, but I had to take mm-hmm. a physical and I went and I took the physical and the doctor didn't clear me to play. And he didn't clear me to play because as he was checking me up and checking my heartbeat, he found an irregular heartbeat. So he said, you came, I, I, I can't clear you to play if you go to the field, to the game, and you pass out and die. Like, mm. I can't, I'm not about to do that. So a very, a very breaking point happened um, that day. Later that day, I went on the steps and I sat down and um, my mom came outside and she said, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to practice. She said, what? Mm. I said, I'm going to practice. You see, I had already made up in my mind that I was going to go to practice, whether she asked me or not. Mm -hmm. Because at that moment, I realized how I handled that situation right there. When something a lot bigger comes down the road, adversity wise, if I didn't face this challenge head on and push to it, then when another challenge came, I was going to fold. So for me, it was at that moment that I realized, wow, this is much bigger than myself. And I knew that I was called to do something much bigger than sport. I just Mm -hmm. didn't know what it was or what it looked like. But I figured that out when I was 20 years old, just because I kept hearing people say, you know, Akeem, you give good advice. So you're a good listener. I said, I mean, sure. I don't know. I I don't know. You could just be saying that to me, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, then I started speaking when I was 20. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it started out great. It it didn't start too well. Um, I was very... Uh, nervous. Um, I was trying to speak other speakers' words rather than speaking my own. Mm-hmm. And it was at that moment that I really I said, you know, I really think this is what I was called to do. 
but I couldn't cult, but I couldn't uh, dive in full first because I was still attached to track and field. Uh huh. Yeah. So from from what the doctor told you when you're 13 to being re- resilient and continuing on and not saying not saying, you know, when because a lot of times you know, the doctor gives you a report. Yes. And we comply to it. We're like, oh, well, he says I can't play, so I can't <clears throat> play. But being able to get the report and say, no, I choose to still play. And then going on and becoming an Olympic athlete. Like, tell me about that journey. Like, you know, Olympic athlete. That is so impressive. And that's not <laughs> something that, you know, most people can say. Absolutely. And I know that that takes a lot of hard work and especially mindset. Yeah, Sharon, I'm 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 stubborn. Like, you know, for me, I I nobody's ever going to tell Akeem what Akeem can do if you aren't Akeem. Unless you're God, then okay, then that's a little different. Mm-hmm. But I th- I think sometimes we accept too much what people say about us when that's not the truth. You know, so for me for the journey to the Olympics, um it it, it I didn't even want to run track and field at the beginning. You know, it was it, it was a decision that in the 11th grade, my coach said, you know, Akeem, if you want to play football, because I was a dual sport athlete, mm-hmm. he said, you know, track will get you faster for football. I said, OK, all I wanted to do was play football. And, and you know, towards the end of high school, I was mm-hmm. um, getting recruited to play football and run track and field. But, um, you know, the mindset that it took to get to that level um, it was, it's never anything for me to do the work. Hard work has never been the issue. I don't think hard work is the issue for most people. The issue is what happens when you get hit the first time? Mm-hmm. What happens when you don't run so well? What happens when you write a letter to this admission to go to school and you apply to school and you don't get in? Mm-hmm. Like, what if this position that you want, you know, job-wise? What if that doesn't happen? Like, what if you choose this path to be an entrepreneur and it doesn't happen at the beginning? Mm -hmm. That's the hard part is when you get knocked down and getting back up with the same amount of enthusiasm. That's the hard part. The hard part isn't the work. The hard part is getting up and reminding yourself of all the reasons why you should keep going. So for me, I was always, um, I was always willing to do the work in my mindset from my childhood and from growing up. It kind of just mm-hmm. made track and field not easier, but it allowed me to handle setbacks a lot more. So when I didn't run so well, I said, okay, well, let me find one good thing from training or from the race and go back to the drawing board and just try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So what's the ultimate thing? What's the purpose? What's your why behind why you're able to get up every time something pushes you, pushes you down? Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. No one's ever asked me that. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> the biggest reason for me mm-hmm. is I want to give everything that I have while I have it. And what I mean mm-hmm. while I have it, I'm not talking about materials. I'm talking about time. Yeah. You know, I think we all have a potential that we think we can live up to and mm-hmm. what we have. Um, we don't necessarily know what our potential is because the sky is truly the limit. So I want to be able, you know, when God says, Akeem, it's your time. I want him to say, look, I gave you this set of skills. I gave you this talent. I gave you this gift. Yeah. And you exerted everything. 
and you exert everything and you have nothing left. And that's ultimately what I want. You know, I can, I can come and give a cliche statement and say, you know, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to impact a thousand lives. I want to, I want to create a spirit and a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you have a feeling, everybody has a feeling, but the feeling will always last, but that ultimately goes with how you handle each and every single day. So for me, uh, as a, and a long-winded uh, answer, I just want to exert everything that God put in me into the mm. world. That is, that is so good. And for me, there's one thing that I wrote down as my personal mission statement. And as for me too, I always say, um, at the end of my life, yes. all I want is that, you know, with everything that God has given me in my hand, I want to make sure that I was faithful with it, all my talents, wow. all the skills, mm-hmm. the time. And I think something that really gets me is like, wow, right now I'm alive with the people who are alive around me. So like, Ooh, yes. because you're alive, because I'm alive That's right cool. now in this moment, we're able to have this conversation and to talk about life. And I think it really gets me, especially, you know, with what, what happened recently with Kobe Bryant and just yes. all the tragedies around the world, it really breaks my heart. So for me, I just sense this fire in me to do what I can do because I'm here with the people yes. who are around me. Wow. So that's good. I never heard that. I never heard it that way before. That's good. Yeah. So I think same for you too. It's just like being faithful to life and this gift of life, you know? It's it's and, it's you said it best. It's a gift. And I think one of the things, one of the biggest misconceptions we mm-hmm. all make and people looking in, look, we're all broken in some way. Yeah. Like nobody's perfect. Nobody is perfect. And if they claim to be perfect, I honestly don't want to be associated with them. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be around people who are afraid to admit that they're mistakes, who are afraid mm-hmm. to be with flawed. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to have setbacks. It's okay to have delays. It's okay to not be where you want to be at this present moment. Mm -hmm. But what are you going to do to get there each day? What are you going to do next beyond the pain? You know, I I realized early I could I could sit in in the couch and 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 go through my life and have a pity party for the next six years. But that will not make an impact on the world. That won't make anything around me better. You know, so for me, choose hope Mm -hmm. rather than choose stress, choose worry, because hope is something you can hold on to. And if you can hold and see a glimpse of hope, you'll find a reason to keep going. Yeah. So when people feel like they don't have any hope, what do you think? you know, what's a way where people can get hope? Where do you think hope comes from? Um, okay. Um, the one way that I could say you can find hope mm-hmm. and <laughs> the best way that I know how to do it is, is storytelling. When I was in college uh-huh. um, at the university of Alabama, um, going through a tough time, uh, my, mm-hmm. my third year there, I wasn't running so well. Um, injuries was happening. Um, I, I, you know, some of my friends back home, they got killed. A bunch of different things was happening. Mm. So for me, I said, man, I have to change my environment. How do I change my environment when I have to be in school? Okay. I'm going to tell you this. The internet right now is crazy, right? It's a, it's, it's a, it's the internet world. I filled myself every single day with people who were going to be encouraging and people who I wanted to emulate. I mm-hmm. filled myself. I, I, I will go to practice, come home, 
and I would listen to Martin Luther King. I would listen to Malcolm X. I would listen to Gandhi. I would listen to Mother Teresa. I would listen to Gandhi's right. I would listen to all these people whom I've never met, mm-hmm. but I would change my emotional state. Mm. And because I was taking all this in and taking all this information in, my mind was set, okay, Akeem, you're surrounded by all these positive people, even though they're not in the room. So if you want to cling to hope, you have to find and change your emotional state. Even, even if you aren't necessarily around the people uh, physically who, who may be able to do that, use what you have. Use the internet. You use, use, use everything that's in front of you. So for me, that's how I did. I had to change my uh, state and made it hopeful by listening to people who gave me hope. Yeah. No, it's so amazing hearing you say that because I feel like that's what you're doing. So <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that either. <laughs> it's really cool. And I think it's so funny how some things work sometimes. I think um, that's how I think love and inspiration all kind of works. You know, yes. you receive love from someone, you receive inspiration yes. from someone, and that, that sparks something in you and you just want to share it with other people. That's so, so good. It, yeah. Oh, man, that's good. You know, for me, it's, it's, it's uh, I like what you said. You said inspire and love. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the professional title when, you know, when, 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 when name is said will be a national speaker or Olympic athlete. I, mm-hmm. Motivation is very fickle. It mm-hmm. comes and it goes. One day you may be motivated. The next day the feeling is gone. Mm-hmm. What I choose to do, and I th- pretty sure you do the same is to inspire the mind in some way inspiration lasts inspiration you can you could you could go walking down the street and 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 see a child doing something you'd be like wow Mm -hmm. that's pretty that inspires me you know so with everything that we do we must not think about life with motivation but think about the things that inspires us inspiring people changes lives i agree yeah, I agree. And I just want to say, um, so I, you know, I, I told you this before, but I first found John Pev talk and <laughs> there was one audio that I would always listen to. I think the title is, um, who are you? I think that's, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that's so I, I used to listen to it on my way to work. <laughs> so this is a year ago. So actually a year ago, around this time I was working in corporate, I was an account executive in Los mm-hmm. Angeles but I was feeling really stuck. You know, I feel like I grew up kind of like a typical Asian American, you know, good daughter, getting straight A's. I got into a big name college. I graduated with a, an expensive degree in business. And wow. I thought I was congratulations. Gonna, <laughs> I That's thought I was awesome. gonna, I thought up until that point, I was like, you know what? I think I'm, I'm on the right path. You know, I'm, I'm doing well in life. And then I graduate and I'm like, okay, I want to change the world. I want to do something. So mm-hmm. after I graduated from, from university in Boston, I was like, okay, what can I do? What should I do? And I, I was like, oh, you know, I should move to Los Angeles, get mm-hmm. a job in the media industry and be part of what's happening there in Los Angeles. Cause you know, with Hollywood, everything, it impacts yeah, the world. So I was like, I want to be where, <laughs> you know, in the center of it. So I go yeah. in and I get a job. <laughs> And the title was something to do with TV. So I'm like, oh, okay, wow. this is it. Wow. It's coming together. This yeah, is yeah. Line. So yeah. it's all coming together. So <laughs> I get that job. And then I go into work. And then the first week, I'm just like sitting there. 
with the computer and I'm like not allowed to do anything because I'm oh, like no. learning and I'm like, okay, yeah. maybe it'll get better. I worked hard and then I started off as an assistant and then I worked my work really hard and I gave all these presentations and pitches to the managers as to why they should promote me. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I like it. So I was working really hard and I gave them like all these pitches of like, this is what I did. This is who I am. Um, <coughs> and I'm, I'm like this kind of person, so you should uh, promote me as an account mm -hmm. executive. So I got promoted after a little short of a year of working there. So I was the wow. youngest account executive there. And I was That's like, okay, now that about. I'm an account executive, I can do something. You know, now that I'm an <laughs> account executive, maybe I can have more of an impact. But I just found myself sitting, you know, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to, I don't know, I would, I was working overtime, so I would sometimes work to like 7 p.m. and things like that. And all I was doing was just like, honestly, all I was doing was just like putting in numbers, looking at TV ratings and trying to... Going through the motions. Yeah, and I can't, I was just, I was sitting there and I was like, okay, this, I feel like this is something that's going to be replaced by AI in the next couple of years. And <laughs> what the heck am I doing? And yeah. so... So that's when wow. I realized like I was just like I hit the wall called quarter life crisis mm. and I was miserable I was crying on my way to work one time because I was just like why am I here like what the heck do I want to do and that's when I found pep talk and oh, that's when goodness. I started listening to that's when I started listening to you and I kid you not, I probably cried one time or like <laughs> almost cried listening to some of the things that you say. And I remember in, in Pep Talk, there's something that you said. Um, I have it written down here, so I'm looking. Um, you said, uh, when you know who you are and what you are trying to accomplish and where you want to go, everything you're doing starts to align with what you're trying to achieve. And I remember just thinking like, wow. Like, I feel like I don't even know who I am at that point. Oh, whoa, whoa. Yes, yes. Yeah. This is, so mm -hmm. that was me at 24. Um, I was 24 and I was like, I feel like I don't even know who I am because I was just so busy trying to check the boxes of like, okay, mm -hmm. get A's in, in school. Okay, get into a good college. Okay, graduate, get a first job. And then I did all that and mm -hmm. I found myself feeling super stuck of like, what the heck am I doing? And Wow. I felt like I always had this in me where I'm always, I always dreamed big. Absolutely. But at that point, I was like, I don't even, I don't even have the confidence to dream big anymore because I just feel so inadequate and I don't even know who I am. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. I don't even know how to make decisions for my future because everything that I did was just according to what, you know, what society told me I should be. Yes. Um, so like honestly, like listening to your pep talks and just hearing, you know, what you're saying and your mindset, you kind, you know how you said you would go and you would listen to all these different people and shift your mindset. So yes. I just want to say you did that for me when I was in that place. <laughs> I felt so lost and I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. I didn't even know who I am. And so no, I you, you. Say thank you. Like you, I don't know if you realize what you do is making an impact on people's lives and what you did is ma has made an impact on my life. And because of what you did, I'm able to make impact on other people's lives through what I'm doing right now. 
I am so honored by that story you just shared. Like you literally made my day today. Um, <laughs> you know, when, when, when I made that one, well, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I learned early in my life that you could fail both ways. <laughs> you mm-hmm. could, you could, you could fail at doing something you don't like to do and make a lot of money possibly, but that, if it's a thing, if it's a material thing, money will take care of it. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about internal stuff, you got to dig a little deeper. But you can also feel like doing things you do like to do, but it's more mm-hmm. enjoyable. So for me, when I was saying, you know, who are you? Um, when you figure out who you are and when you know what you want to do and when you know how powerful your ideas are, mm-hmm. you have now told society, I don't care what you say about me because I know who I am yeah most people don't know who they are not because they don't exactly know per se but they've never asked themselves that question Mm -hmm. they've never dig deep enough you know they've 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 never had took the time to be still to listen Mm -hmm. to the things you hear inside of your voice Mm -hmm. you know most people don't want to be still and listen to the things that their mind is thinking about but how if you're not able to do that, how do you really know what's in tune with your heart and yeah. your mind? So when I was saying who you are, I was more or less just asking um, what it is that you want for you, not what your parents want, not your mm-hmm. uncles, not your friends, not what do you want for you? And when you find that out and you take a risk on yourself, yes, it'll be tough. It'll be hard. <laughs> people always talk about the greatness of the entrepreneur and the dreamer. It's great, but that doesn't mean that you aren't susceptible to setbacks and delays. It's probably harder. Yeah. But you will have the strength and the courage and the transformation who you will be because you went through this journey. Mm -hmm. That will last a lifetime. But if you always stay in your comfort zone and go through the motions and, and do this and do that, You'll get to 60 years old and you'd be like, wow, what did I do for the past 40, 50 years? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's not any position that God wants us to be in. Because if we're created in his image, that means that we are powerful beyond belief. We just got to tap into it and really start to internally believe that. Yeah, I so agree. I think oftentimes I see people and they don't, they don't understand how powerful they are. Mm-hmm. And even for myself too, um, I remember so beginning of this year, um, or actually end of last year, there's something that I feel like God really spoke to me in my heart and it just broke me. And I feel like he was <laughs> telling me, he was like, Sharon, I don't think you understand how strong the spirit that's in you is. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. And I feel like that's so true. I don't think a lot of, a lot of times for me too, I feel like, you know, sometimes with life and setbacks and all these insecurities, I feel, I feel like, oh, like, you know, I can't do this. Or I feel like, oh, maybe I should just give up. But then there's this voice inside of me of like, you know, there's a spirit in me that's so strong. And so oftentimes I feel like we're living life without actually recognizing Mm. how powerful we are as a human being. And for everyone else too, I think there are so many people who don't understand like, you're you're made for so much more, you know. There's so much more in you that we're not allowing ourselves 
to step into. It's like, yes. And it's all, it's up to us to step into who we are. It's you not know, my, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, my, wow. That's, that's so beautifully said. Um, my, my, my favorite scripture is uh, Galatians six verse nine, where it says, do not be weary for doing good because at the proper time you will reap a harvest and to break it down even more when it says, do not be weary for doing good. What that means is continue being positive, continue being the light that you are, continue cultivating your gift, continue cultivating that business, continue whatever it is that you're doing, continue doing that and do it with the right attitude, the positive attitude with being able to adjust as you go. And then it says, for you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. If you don't plant seeds, what are you going to get back? If you don't plant seeds, you can't get a harvest from it. But if you plant good seed on good soil and cultivate your good soil and try not to compare to somebody else's things that they have going on, but just keep watering your own plants. In time, if you don't give up, it will come. So for me, you don't quit. And when I think about quitting and throwing the towel, when I hear that, you know, some people may talk about, you know, throwing in the towel. Most people think about suicide. Mm. For me, quitting and throwing in the towel means the mindset of this will never get better. Mm. There's no point in me doing that. Nothing is going to change. I'm not even going to try. That's quitting to me. And once you put that in your head, because let's, you know, whatever you think inside of your head, your body is going to manifest. Whatever you mm-hmm. think inside, it has to come up top before it goes externally, right? That's why our heart is inside and not on the outside. Because if our heart is right, everything we do shall be the same. Reasons come first, results come next. That's so, so good. Um, so I want to ask you, um, one question. This might be a, a <laughs> little bit deeper, but uh, I want to ask you. So I know um, you talked a little bit about where you came from and yes. a little bit about who you are right now and what you believe in. Um, who are you becoming? Who am I becoming? Wow. You know, I, th- <laughs> I, think, that's a, I think that's a question that is still being written. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've seen the images inside that God put inside my head later down the road, Mm -hmm. but he's only giving me, you know, one thing about, one thing about God is he's very, he's very short on details. Uh (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) He'll give you, he'll give you a vision, Mm -hmm. but he'll take away the the rest of the map. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so I think who am I becoming? I think that's a question that I'll be able to answer in the next five to six, seven years. But I will say um, every day I ask for guidance and every day I ask for strength to complete the mission that he put me on, you know? So I just always try to find the good and to extract something from it. And, and I don't know who I'm going to become later down the road, but I do know that I don't want to be the same today as I am yesterday. You know, I just want mm-hmm. to continue improving in every aspect and I think as long as I keep um, putting myself out there and, 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 and keep being who I am, um, then I ultimately think I'll be who I'm supposed to be. And I don't necessarily know what that is going to be just yet. I don't want to put, I don't want to put a limit or put a cap uh-huh. in God as something bigger. So um, um, I, I, I'll, I'll, 
I'll I'll let you know in a couple of years. <laughs> and I'll keep following your journey. That's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah. Let me ask. Can I uh-huh. ask you the same? Yes. Oh. Oh. As in, who am I? Who am I becoming? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. That's a good question. <laughs> I didn't expect you to turn that question around to me. Um, I'm curious. But, yeah, but actually, so who am I becoming? That's actually something that I ask myself all the time. And when I was living in Los Angeles, I wrote on my mirror too. Uh, wow. With with um, the expo marker, I would always ask myself, Sharon, who are you becoming today? And I just have a habit of asking my, asking myself this question a lot. And that's kind of why I asked you. Yes. Um, every single day, who am I becoming? When I think about who am I becoming today, I always want to make sure that who who I am today is better than who I was yesterday. Yes, yes. So the setbacks that I had or some of the things that were challenging yesterday or maybe like it could be something small as in um, my mom asked me to do something and I was slow at it or something like <laughs> that, you know? Of yes. like, oh, you know, when I reflect at the end of the day, of like, how was, how did I live this day? If there are some things of like, oh, you know, I could have been a little bit more patient or mm-hmm. I could have acted a little bit faster on this. The next day, who am I becoming is I want to be that person who, mm. you know, who's a little bit better. Um, and who am I becoming? In, in terms of longer year, um, honestly, I just want to be someone who is walking in the fullness of who God created me to be. Wow. And wow. You can, you can just stop the whole interview right there. That was beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's um, good. I think that's always, always um, my answer. Like I just want to make sure that I'm taking full advantage of mm-hmm. the opportunities, the time and the talents and the skills that God has given me. Cause yes. I realize, you know, I'm sure you, and I know you talked a lot about this as well, but like time is so limited and I just, I just want to make sure that I gave it my all. And I think there's so much potential in every single person. And by, by no means, I'm the farthest away from perfect. (laughs) I think, you know, I look at so many people and we can, we can so easily get caught up in the whole comparison trap. Um, but I acknowledge that there are people who are far more talented than me. There are people who are, you know, far more capable. It's so much smarter than me. But with what I've been given, with what I can do, mm, I want it right to be there. faithful yes. to it. So what like I've been given, yes. Yeah. So, you know, like even this podcast, like what with what I know, you know, the lessons that I've learned, I'm not I'm not like you know, the most wisest person or, or whatnot, but with what I know, I want to be able to share it. Um, because yeah, like we're all created for a plan and a purpose. And I don't, I, I don't want to miss God's plan and purpose over my life because of my insecurities or mm. because of fear. You know, we're all, we're all, we're all, we're all here to serve in yeah. a capacity that we see fit. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, and, and, you know, we all have a gift and your gift may be similar to somebody else's, but your gift is extremely important and different. Yeah. 
Yeah. And one of the questions I always get is, you know, because I talk about the gift a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, people always say, Kim, how do you find your gift? And when do you know? Da, da, da. And, you know, for everybody listening today, how do you find your gift? And for me, I guess the best way that I could say it is, is your gift is that one thing that you do with the least amount of effort that just comes natural to you. Mm-hmm. So some people can sing really well. Some people can dance really well. Some people um, can speak really well. You know, for me, my gift, I, I, I have a way of putting words together um, and incorporating it in story form that makes it able to understand yeah. anybody to be able to understand. You know, I, 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 that's just what the good Lord put in me. You know, but you ask me to 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 give me a script and read the script out loud, and I couldn't do it. That's that's not that's not the way that I'm wired. You know, for mm-hmm. me, everything comes from the heart, and everything comes from experience, and everything comes from passion. So when you're thinking about you know, your gift for everybody listening to is write down those things that come to you effortlessly and the way how you can operate in that for the rest of your life. And when you find your gift, that is when your life truly starts. I'm not yeah. saying your life hasn't already started, but you want to talk about the joy that's about mm-hmm. to come into your life. You want to talk about the direction that, 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 that God is going to put you on. Now, God's going to give you some direction, but he's not going to necessarily tell you which way to go. Again, he's very short on details. Mm-hmm. But, but when you find your purpose, you find yourself. And once you find yourself, then you start to tell the world who you are. That is so good. And I just want to add, so gifts, everyone has gifts, but I think it's when you start practicing those gifts every single mm-hmm. day, then it becomes <clears throat> your strength and that becomes, and, and then you can become an expert in that. And just because you're gifted at something doesn't mean things are going to be easy, you know, <laughs> no, like for you, like you definitely, I can attest to this, like you have your way with words. But, you know, being a speaker, it didn't come easy. You, you mentioned that it was hard when you first began at 20, yeah, but you, you, you kept at it. When I, when I, when I first speaking, uh, when I first started speaking, um, uh-huh. and I don't even, I don't even share the story much, but, but, but <laughs> I started speaking, I had my first opportunity to speak at Alabama. Um, and, you know, to this group of about 30, 40, 40 people. And for two weeks straight, like I was preparing, I was speaking in the mirror. I was feeling good about what uh-huh. was going to happen. And when I got there, I took the paper with me and I was trying to read the paper as if I was doing an assignment. Mm. And I got it done, um, but I was stumbling through the words. My stories was off. It just, it just wasn't good. Here's the turning point. As everybody was leaving, I was sitting like on the stage and this lady came up to me. She probably had to have been, I don't know, maybe 35, 40. And she said, um, something you said really spoke to me. Mm. You have a way with your words. I'm like, what? You didn't, you didn't just hear me struggle? Like struggle. And I said, okay, I just have to take it more seriously. And I have to put in more time. So whether you think about your gift or your talent, you got to cultivate it. It's still work, but it will be 
joyful enjoyment work because it is allowing you to give the world a more detailed and refined version of what you want to give out to the world. You know, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't jump on an airplane if the, if you didn't trust the pilot, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you, 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 you wouldn't go to your favorite restaurant if you didn't know the food was going to be good. Mm -hmm. You know, why would someone allow you to showcase your gift if they didn't think that you refined it enough for it to be presentable? You know, so that's my little story. Yeah, how I failed miserably when I started speaking. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's such a good story. And I think, yeah, and, you know, it's it's a good story that, you know, if, if you fail first time or whatnot, like, don't give up. It just means that you need to put in the hard work. And when you put in the hard work, you know, like you said, when you sow seeds, you will reap. And yeah, so, it's, it's, um, mm -hmm. it, 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 it took me a while to get to this point here mm -hmm. but now it's effortless and i'm still got so much more to go i i mm -hmm. I, I don't ever want to be at the level where i think that i'm ahead of where i think i am mm -hmm. you know we can never get to the point where we think we don't need to improve on something because mm -hmm. that means that we think we know everything and once you yeah. think you know everything that's when you stop growing you know so in everything that we do we have to start somewhere if you don't have a starting point you don't you, you you can't judge your progress uh -huh. you know and and the progress is the one thing that that keeps us humans going yeah so good um and i want to end with this one question and it's going to be something that i ask all my guests so okay, this podcast okay. is called the millennial Nothing hard <laughs> this podcast is called <laughs> millennial life school so if you were to write a letter to our generation a letter that begins with these two words Dear Millennials, what would you write? Mm -hmm. Dear Millennials, um, find out who you are. Um, find out who you are because this is a world that tries to make everybody act the same, think the same, be the same. But we all have different names. We all have different faces. You know what's crazy is, you know, we all have a cell phone, but no number is the same. And you value your cell phone. You would never let anybody take your cell phone, go in your cell phone. You need to do that with who yourself, with yourself and what you put into your mind. And when you think about that, there is nothing as powerful as a made up mind. And there is nothing stronger and more resilient than a person who knows who they are. My grandmother used to always say, Akeem, she used to, she used to tell me riddles when I was young. Couldn't necessarily understand them until I got older. She said, Akeem, I'm going to tell you this. It's not what people call you. It's what you answer to. Because when you answer, you show people how they should treat you and what your name is. And I always took that. And I remembered that more. I said, I said, somebody may call you a loser, but why are you answering to that if you know that's not what you are? Wow. So for me, a person can say whatever they want to say about a key. You can say I'm a failure, say I'm a loser, say this and that. I know who I am. Your opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> so that's, that's what I would say to the millennials. Wow. That is, that is so, so good. 
I'm just it's, kind of like <laughs> awestruck right now. I'm like, wow, that was so good. It's a, it's almost as if I, I asked you this before and you had it prepared. <laughs> oh, my, 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 my grandmother so is a smart woman. She, she instilled that in me from an early child. And I just said, man, that, that makes so much sense. When you find out who you are, you know how strong a person is when they find out who they are? <laughs> Dad, that is so good. <laughs> Um, so now for, for those listening, how can they find you? How can they learn more about you? Yeah, so you could find everything at www.akeeminspires.com or on social media. It's all underdog, A-K-H. Um, YouTube, Akeem Haynes. Um, but if, if you just type in the name, um, usually everything comes up. Um, and yeah, you know, so definitely give me a follow and connect with me. Um, I'm planning to do some speaking in different cities. Um, I'm bringing an event called Starting from Scratch, which I'm starting in my own city, but I also want to bring it to other cities. So um, connect with me. I would love to, you know, sit down, have a conversation with whomever, which city that I come to. But everything is underdog, AKH. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. You're such an inspiration. And I know that you bring so much light to people to so many people and I know that for a fact that everyone who's listening that they would be so inspired by this podcast so thank you so so much I'm I'm, I'm honored to be on this you know I, I really love and enjoy what you're doing because it's coming from the heart everything that you've said to me has been so genuine and I can see it on your face like you truly are doing everything in your power to impact life you left a job in LA on the beach to do what God called you to do and what your heart is telling you. And I have so much respect and admiration for that because that can't be easy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not easy. easy. So but. it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be on here and I hope we can do this again. Oh man, Akeem Haynes. Oh my gosh, this was, this interview was so good and it was such a joy being able to talk with him. Like, oh my gosh, you know, to be honest, I was so nervous before talking with him. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, like, I was kind of freaking out. But um, it was just like, he he just made it so easy for me to be able to talk with him and to interview him and, and just, yeah, he, just like something about his presence. I think, I think what I realized is that when you're talking with someone who has that security and knowing who they are, they bring so much peace into the conversation because, you know, like they're not trying to impress you. They're not trying to intimidate you or to make you feel smaller or anything. Um, so he just, yeah, he made it feel so comfortable. And and so I had such a good time talking with him. So much respect for Akeem and for what he does. Like you guys should definitely check him out on Instagram at underdogakh. And if you guys have the app Pep Talk downloaded, that's Pep Talk, like P-P Talk. Oh my gosh, listen to some of his audios. Or even like, he also has a podcast called Unscripted with Akeem Haynes. Yeah, like, go listen to it. I listen to every episode that he posts and, and there's so much truth in, in the things that he says. So yeah, I've been really, really enjoying it. So definitely go check it out. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends on social media so that they can also listen and get inspired. So thank you guys for listening and talk to you guys in the next episode.